0: This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. Linda Cohen here with you. Well, the overall national rate for glaucoma is just under 2% for the United States population ages 40 and older, so that more than 2.7 million older Americans have primary glaucoma. Here with more on all of this is Dr. Robert Fechner. He's a nationally recognized glaucoma specialist. He's executive vice president of the World Glaucoma Association, and he's professor and chair of the Department of Ophthalmology at Upstate Medical University. Welcome, Dr. Fechner. Thanks so much for coming in.
1: I'm glad to be here, Linda.
0: So let's start with just exactly explaining just what exactly is glaucoma.
1: There are a lot of funny ideas about Glaucoma. People have heard about it. They may have had a friend or relative with glaucoma, but they don't quite know what it is. Glaucoma, in simplest terms, is a disease of the eye, which is asymptomatic at first, but slowly takes away your vision.
0: Really? So you actually get to the point where you totally lose your vision as a result of it?
1: Glaucoma is one of the leading worldwide causes of blindness. The good news is if we detect it early, we have very effective treatments to preserve vision throughout a lifetime. But the key is you need to have your eyes examined to know if you have glaucoma.
0: Okay, we're going to get to a recommendation in that regard specifically, but what's actually going on in the eye that's causing this problem? And what does glaucoma represent in the eye?
1: There are actually several different diseases that fall into the category of glaucoma. The most common one is called open angle glaucoma. And you can think of that as high pressure in the eyeball, which leads to damage to the optic nerve. The optic nerve is that structure that connects the eye to the brain. We don't really see with the eyes. The eyes get light and process it. But the vision occurs when the brain processes those signals. If you thought of the optic nerve, uh, like the wire that's connecting our microphone to the recorder now, that wire starts getting frayed, and not all the signal gets through. So in vision, you start losing your ability to see contrast, you lose some side vision, and there's some other very subtle functions.
0: Well, that's that's interesting. I mean, clearly very interesting, but specifically, what? how would someone recognize? Now, you said it can start subtly, and at first there are no symptoms. What are, those some of the symptoms that do show up with something like this uh, open-angle glaucoma, for example?
1: Well, we call glaucoma the sneak thief of sight because once you're noticing it, it's very late, but we can detect it, and here's what we do. The earliest uh, signs of glaucoma are a change in your optic nerve, which your eye doctor can see or measure, and very subtle changes in your vision, usually tested with a visual field test. We blink little lights in a bowl, and you... Signal to us when you can see them. When you have glaucoma, we have to turn the lights up a little bit brighter for you to see them. And then there is the eye pressure test, uh, either a blue light or an air puff or some other technology. But I wouldn't want people to think if they had their pressure tested that they've had a complete glaucoma examination. Your pressure can actually be normal half the time when you go in for a single pressure test. You have to have the comprehensive eye exam. And we will find glaucoma before you ever notice it.
0: Do we actually know, though, what causes this rise in pressure to occur?
1: In some instances, we do. There are some what we call secondary glaucomas where we can look in the eye and we either see blood vessels growing across the drainage meshwork of the eye or we see other material on the drain. So sometimes it's as simple as a clogged drain in the eye. Uh, other times we look in the eye and it looks completely normal and yet the pressure is high or on a particular day the pressure may be in a normal range and yet we see the damage to the optic nerve and when we do the testing we find it confirms it.
0: Do we know, that, do we know if it's hereditary or is this the kind of thing that just happens in a more random way?
1: There are random cases of glaucoma, but if you have glaucoma in your family, you have a 10-time greater risk. So if you have a brother, sister, parent, grandparent with glaucoma, you're someone who should be getting your eyes tested at a younger age and more regularly.
0: So what exactly are the risk factors, additional risk factors? In other words, we've mentioned that it's usually in older adults, but I think it it does occasionally occur even in children. Is
1: that correct? It does occur in children. That's a different disease. Uh, I've seen babies born with a type of glaucoma. That's really not the sort of glaucoma um, we see most commonly. And older keeps changing for me as, as I grow older. <laughs> yes. So I think of glaucoma as a d- disease most commonly occurring in 40 and over. And that's actually pretty young. Yes, it is. So by age 40, you should have a comprehensive eye examination looking for all sorts of things, but including glaucoma. The risk factors you need to know about are your family history. If a family member has glaucoma, you need to be checked. Uh, People of color have greater risk of glaucoma. In the African-American population, there's 10 times greater risk of glaucoma. Uh, The same has been detected in a study of Hispanics. So as you age and depending on uh, your ethnicity um, you may have risk factors and need to be tested younger or more frequently.
0: How about other eye conditions, for example? Is, there, is If you're more nearsighted or farsighted, do those things play a role?
1: There's only a very weak correlation of glaucoma with other diseases, so we don't really have that signal. Um, there is uh, a large study which has shown a little bit of tendency of glaucoma in nearsighted, But if you're getting your glasses checked regularly and your eyes checked regularly, we would find that. Now, there is a type of glaucoma that occurs in people with diabetes, and anybody who's being treated for diabetes needs to be getting their eyes checked for all sorts of things. You'll get cataracts younger, you'll get diabetic retina disease, and you can get glaucoma. But that's the less common presentation.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm Linda Cohen, along with ophthalmologist Dr. Robert Fechner, and we're talking about glaucoma, as well as some other things about the eye, which I wanted to get to in a minute. But how? What should people expect? You've been alluding to the very, very important role that a, a regular checkup with for your eyes should you should have after, especially after age 40, and in some cases, if there's a strong family history earlier than that. What should people expect when they come in for an eye exam? What is What constitutes a complete eye exam, one where you could walk away feeling, I've been checked and I know I don't have this disease?
1: Linda, we live in a very visual world. So if you're having vision problems, go in and get checked. But even if your vision is fine, you still need that comprehensive eye exam and it is painless and easy. You should expect that your eye doctor is going to Look at your eyes with a microscope. Uh, You will get your eye pressure tested, and there are different devices to do that. We'll dilate your pupil and look inside your eye. Now, that can cause your vision to be blurry for a few hours, but it allows us to look all the way across the retina and at the optic nerve. We truly do believe that the eye can be the window to the soul. (laughs) If there is anything that shows up that's a little out of the ordinary, we might do some pictures or scans of the inside of the eye, and that's with uh, a bright light. It's perhaps a little uncomfortable, but entirely uh, entirely painless. And then we may ask you to do a vision function test, and the most common one is the visual field. We cover one eye, you look in this bowl projector with the other eye, and we blink lights off and on, and you push a button. It's like the dullest video game you've ever played.
0: (laughs) But it allows the doctor to actually know about the health of the retina, And the health of the eye itself.
1: Those tests can show us changes before you ever notice any decrease in your vision. And the good news is if we find it before you have any changes in vision, we preserve your vision. The tragedy in glaucoma is when somebody doesn't get their eyes tested. They've lost a lot of vision. The best we can do with glaucoma is help you from getting worse. We can't make it better. We can't give back the vision that so you that's a due to glaucoma.
0: Perfect segue then into treatment because as you have just said the best treatment is prevention and in, in other words finding it early enough but then what's what's the you know the, the classic course of treatment what type so of tri- treatment So
1: treatment for glaucoma can be as simple as one eye drop once a day. These eye drops tend to have very few or maybe no side effects. Uh, the the hardest part with eye drops is to remember to use them and to stay on treatment. I think one of the big problems we've uncovered is glaucoma has no symptoms. You see fine, you feel fine, and maybe after a while you stop doing the eye drops with the thought, they're not making me better. So we have to change that thinking to, my eye drops are preserving my vision. And one or two drops a day may be all you need. We have laser surgery, which can help control pressure for glaucoma, and in a very small group of glaucoma patients, if we're not controlling the pressure well with medicines or with laser surgery, we actually go to the operating room and have a number of uh, different procedures we can do with microsurgery to help control pressure and preserve vision.
0: Wonderful. That's actually very hopeful. So it's just getting back to the bottom line here, which sounds to me like, crucially, that cru- that eye exam is at the forefront of what people need to do to make sure that they don't end up with any damage.
1: Linda, I hope people hear your message, get your eyes tested, get your eyes tested, get your eyes tested. That's how you preserve your vision and prevent damage from glaucoma. So
0: how often should you be screened? Let's let's get, you know, kind of the word on that.
1: I would like every young adult to have an eye exam somewhere around age 18 or 20 just to look for oddball things we might see. That's not really part of glaucoma. That's just good sense. By age 40, you should have a baseline glaucoma examination. If you're in one of the higher risk categories, probably have it every two years until age 60 and then every year. If you're not in a high risk category and your vision is good, you can probably get your eyes checked every four years until age 60.
0: And then after age 60? And then after
1: age 60, I think an annual eye exam is a really good preventive health measure.
0: So what exactly is the difference? You know, you hear about aging, diseases of the eye that often come with aging, and cataracts come up all the time. And I don't think people always understand exactly what that is. But I know it does change your vision. It limits your vision in some ways, and it's very treatable. So how is that different from glaucoma? glaucoma and just a little bit of time explain that to
1: us sure so in glaucoma i talked about damage to the nerve connecting the eye to the brain that's that's cellular death and it's irreversible cataract is a natural consequence of aging every one of us who lives long enough will get cataracts the eye works like a camera in that there's a lens inside the eye to focus light and as i'm getting older my lens is getting a little yellow and eventually it will get a little cloudy. So cataract is simply clouding of the natural lens in the eye, and we have exquisite techniques to remove that clouded lens and replace it. Modern cataract surgery is done as an outpatient through small incisions. Uh, Surgery is relatively quick, and success rates are extraordinarily high. So cataract is a lens replacement.
0: So does your vision Once the cataract is replaced, does your vision really return to what it was, let's say, prior to the cataract being a problem?
1: so The decrease in vision from cataract is slow and occurs over years. The recovery of vision is dramatic. People get their vision back, and they can return to all their activities of daily living. It is truly a miracle of modern medicine.
0: Well, it's very exciting to know that. And I think obviously lots of things have changed in ophthalmology that have really projected us forward. And in the little bit of time we have left, I'd love to talk with you about your vision. You're fairly new as the chairman of this department. And this department has been doing a lot of things already before you arrived. But I know you have a vision, no pun intended, for where the Department of Ophthalmology is going. Can you share it with us?
1: The Department of Ophthalmology at Upstate has a robust discovery science area. We are working down at the cellular and molecular level trying to understand diseases and come up with innovative cures. On the clinical side, we are delivering subspecialty care for all of the region, but in particular we are a point of access for the people who may not have anywhere else to go for their eye care. So the upstate department of ophthalmology is going to be a center of excellence for eye care here in the syracuse and i know
0: you are doing your department as you mentioned the basic science is doing some really really interesting stuff about vision and and repair of the retina and stem cell type of work which is really you know world class and i think it's very very few people in in the upstate area understand that that's happening right here at, at upstate medical university
1: it's it's sometimes really really funny to see how well known we are nationally and yet people around town haven't heard about our science, so I want to get the message out.
0: They have right now, and I want to thank you so much for coming in and sharing all that really good information about glaucoma, cataracts, and the very hopeful signs of what's going on in the world of ophthalmology. Thanks so much. My guest has been Dr. Robert Fechner. He's a nationally recognized glaucoma specialist. He's the executive vice president of the World Glaucoma Association, and he is professor and chair of the Department of Ophthalmology at Upstate Medical University. I'm Linda Cohen. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on here.